You're listening to The Prime Podcast, the young adult culture of abundant living faith center with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaffin. My people, prime people, welcome back to another edition of The Prime Culture Podcast. Mark McGaffin sitting in my house and I am talking to the hype man right over here. He's getting lit on a, what day is this? I don't even know what day it is anymore. We're in quarantine. I'm here talking with Cruz Ramirez, all primed out. Come on, we're repping moth goods tonight. How's everybody feeling? Welcome to the Prime Culture Podcast. Hey, hey, often imitated, never duplicated, Bubba. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I, I have a feeling that, that this podcast is going to be so special and so good that people aren't even know what to do with it. So many ways, so many different ways this could be so special. Oh, I'm so, I'm so ready. I'm so, so ready. I am, I am so over um, the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, everything that has to do with this. I just, I am so over it. Done. I hear that you're actually excited about it. Is this true or not true? Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it to end. Um, I am excited for it to be over. I'm excited yeah. for it to be a thing of the past. I'm oh excited for us to be telling testimonies about it, how we Come got on. through this thing, Come man. On. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go get tacos, bro. COVID know, took right? my tacos. It's just crazy because this is a moment where we're going to be talking to our grandkids about this. I mean, there's going to be books written about this. There's going to be movies. There already there already has been movies about contagion, this. Contagion. Contagion. Yeah, contagion. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, they already knew what was happening. We've known about this for years, apparently. I don't know. Oh, my gosh, it's, dude. It's it's crazy to be living. I know we're always living in history, but to have such a moment like this. You're absolutely right, dude. Like, I, I didn't realize, not that I didn't realize, but like, like, I heard the Surgeon General say this the other day, and he said, this is our Pearl Harbor. This is our 9-11 for this generation, yeah. right? It's a big deal. It's such a big deal. And you know what? I'm just going to be honest with everyone watching and listening. I've been doing a lot of soul searching right now because I've been in quarantine. I've been thinking a lot about my life, the questions, the the victories, the losses, yeah. the uh, right decisions, the wrong decisions. And I've been pondering um, the next steps for, for, for my life. What could be? But I've been thinking about jobs that I'd be good at. Hey, that's a cool thing to think about. I think I, w- I would want to be a professional, like like a competitive eater, maybe, or a food critic. You know, one of these guys that goes to like Michelin star restaurants. Oh my gosh. And gets paid, right? Like that, like you get paid for this. And like, like I want to be that guy that people are like, oh my God, Cruz, you're a cap. Thank you for coming. And all, and all I do is write reviews. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be that guy. Or... It all revolves around food, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe this pondering is about like, like <laughs> idols, idols, idols in my been, life. My belly. You haven't been able to go to a restaurant like in three months. <laughs> my belly is my God, bro. Like I, I, I'd love to cook for a living, man. Really. I, and I don't know that I'd be Dude, like, that'd be fun. I, I don't know that I'd be like all bougie cook. Like I'd want to have like, just kind of like this hole in the wall that after 17 years, I get a Netflix special. This is going to sound crazy. And I don't even know if they even have these anymore. And if you're going to one of those people that are going to get mad about this, I mean, don't even, don't even try talking to me about it, but I would love to be like in a circus. I think that would be <laughs> so, so much fun. What would you do? What would you, you be imagine? in the circus? What would you do? What would you be? 
I don't freaking care. I would just like to do it. Like whether it's shooting you out of a out of a um, the cannonball thing or Yo. or like I think Yo. it'd be fun. I think it's because I really like The Greatest Showman. Like I love that movie. So maybe that's that's where this is coming from. I would also like to be like in Vegas shows. I think it would be. I a can lot see that. I can fun. see that. I can see that. I can see like a like a Penn and Teller. Kind of vibe, dude. Like I'd I can see that. It. I could see that. I could totally see that. And I would pay money to see Mark McGaffin, the trapeze artist. I would pay like I, every night. I'd pay money. I hey, would pay money every fun, single night. Fun fact. Fun fact. I actually, I actually can do it. Stop. Stop. No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But I was, I was sitting here and I was praying about this, and I was like, man, what would, what would Pastor Cruz be really good at doing? And man, I. I really feel like a couple different things just here we go, man. We just witness to my heart. Uh, this could be a viable next. Let's, step let me see the next season. You. The next season of my life. Here's three things okay. just okay. off of my heart, um, and I want you to take this serious. <laughs> I want you to think about this. I'm gonna take it personally. I want you to. I want you. <laughs> I want you to see how it will affect your family, how your your kids would enjoy. Uh, just hear me out. And just see if this is maybe the next step for you. But I feel, I feel like a career in making rubber chickens and testing them out <laughs> could be something that would bring you both fulfillment and joy. I'm going to make sure there's no foul play. And if for some reason, that's not kind of really all the way there for you. I also thought that you could, <laughs> that you could be an internet star salesman. Um, <laughs> I, hey, listen. Hey, listen. H H V six one seven nine one two three seven nine four point G H Z one has your name on it. Listen, no one thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I would I do? I would sell the same star over and over. <laughs> This one's yours. This one's yours. No one's ever even seen it Listen, before. It's and only I, three million light years from Orion's belt. I mean, I'm just saying, like Alpha Centauri is literally right around the corner. Literally. You you try and tell me that wouldn't bring you joy and fulfillment. Tell hey, me. Listen. Tell me it wouldn't. Listen, listen, the stars. I'm for it. Oh my dude, that's you're ridiculous. What does that sound what does that sound like on like kid kid like pair? Parent career day. Yeah, I could tell you it sounds freaking awesome. That's what it sounds like. It sounds amazing. You're never gonna meet another person that sells stars for a living. <laughs> Last but not least, if that's too high profile for you, I thought that you might be interested in auctioneering. Oh shoot, dude. I you know what? Real talk. I respect those cats so much, dude. I okay, I've low-key, real talk. I've okay, I've, love I've tried. I've tried to be an auction caller, not like in real life. Really? Like, dude, I used to love uh, auction wars. Did you ever watch auction wars? Like it was like on, on yeah. like on Bravo or whatever, back in the day when cable was a thing, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, I, I used to love auction wars, man, or like storage wars or whatever it was. And like, so it was storage wars, right? Yeah, And I would try yeah. to keep up, like to be coherent. And uh, dude, those guys are special, bro. Those guys are special. Tell me that wouldn't be fun. You can have the time of your life. Man, I was hoping I, I was hoping I had some street cred. I'd make it like a hip hop hip hop artist or something, man. But 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 that that's too easy for a man like you, Bruce. <laughs> you need to be challenged. <laughs> you need to be challenged. Nothing's more challenging than making yo, rubber chickens, yo, yo. selling stars, and being an auctioneer. Yo, 
yo, I, I saw you as an enforcer. Like you're just the, you're you're just like the fixer. Like in 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 another life, I would hire you, I would hire you in a minute to be a fixer. You got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. His name is Mark McGaffin, the fixer. One million percent, like, like. Like I could just see you walking into like someone's business and they just know what time it is. Like, and they're like, sorry, Mark, Mark, we're good. Sorry. I, 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 this is what I get paid to do. This is how I feed my family. I so. fix, I fix it. And it's not personal. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not, it's just yeah. business. It's, it's just, just business. business. It's this just business. business. It's just business. Dude, where do you go to find someone to fix? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you go? I don't know. Hey, man. Uh, I think, I think, Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I think it starts in like a pawn shop and then you have to give them like, like a, spe bro, a special line. Bro, you're so ridiculous because I was thinking, yo, Mark would crush it at, at the pawn shop life. Mark would crush. But where I think your true, where I, where I would, where I think your true calling would be, bro, 1 million percent based off of your expertise, your depth of knowledge, you are what it, I what in the industry we call an SME, a subject matter expert. Not only oh not gosh. not only that you're so quick witted, you have a silver tongue, Mark McGaffin. Oh my gosh, bro, I feel like you're I, blessing me I right think, now. I think I think you need to be the heir apparent to Jim Ross in the WWE. I think I think you need to be a WWE commentator. I think you need to be that guy. Yeah. Like. Well, oh Pastor Cruz, you just hit me in the feels. <laughs> that place in between my heart and my soul, right in between right there. there. The <laughs> yeah, you hit me right there. Bro. Like you, you had me at Jim Ross. Bro, you had me at Jim Ross. Yeah, I, bro. I, I would, I would happily do either of those. <laughs> I feel like the next step is going to be something so powerful for both of us. Hey. And as you're selling stars, I could go and force the payment. You know what I mean? Like do me a quick favor and think about the very worst job you've had or the worst job you know of. There's tons of jobs that we can't even get into today that are just, someone's getting paid to do that and they deserve the some type worst of award. Job. Hey Mark, can we do something? Can we do like a little, little Easter egg in the podcast? Hey, if you're, if, if you're listening right now, DM us your worst job. DM us at, at this prime culture. DM us your worst job, and like the first three DMs we get, we're gonna send you like a Starbucks gift card or something. Like we'll figure something out. But just DM us your worst jobs. The worst of jobs, the jobs that you hate the most, the jobs that you don't think you deserve to be given, but you're you're doing it. Is it possible to still do that job with passion? That's a great question, Mark. Because because one of, one of our one of our our values for our servant leaders here. At Prime, if you if you're listening to this, chances are you may rock with Prime Culture, or maybe you're listening from around the country, around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a very peculiar episode, as you can already tell. But my my question is, can you can you do a job that you hate, a job you don't like with passion? One of our servant leader uh, values is just that: is we want to do things, pursue excellence, and part of that is being passionate. If we're gonna do something. If we're gonna if we're going to put our time into something, if we're going to put our money into something, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it with passion. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. 
Yeah. I mean, like we're going to do it. You know, Mark, I think that's a fantastic question because the truth is if you are a young adult listening to this right now and you are a young adult watching this right now, Hey, look, look me in the eyes right now. Here's the deal. You will find yourself in situations that you do not like. You didn't sign up for, you don't want to be there very much longer, but you are either obligated or held responsible to do. Now, the question is not whether or not you have to do it. You have to do it. The question now becomes how are you going to do it and who are you going to be while you're doing it? This, I love this concept. I love this concept and this, man, I love this talk already because we can go all day on this. We, we, we think of passion and we start thinking of fanatical, over the top, hyped up. That's what passion is. It's, yeah. it's yeah. that's just over emotion and we're all in, which maybe it could look like that. Another thing that we we think of when we think of passion is passionate uh, passion romantically, and those and it all has to do with these. Why am I doing this? If you're watching this, because it's romance. It's, the, it's feelings. Yeah. It's just <laughs> oh, but yeah. But it's like it's it's all about a feeling. It's all about an emotion. And I think that passion actually uh, those things are they a part of it? They certainly can be. But I think there are a couple things that when I think of passion that. Um, it actually looks a little bit different. When I think of passion, I think of authenticity. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Look, I love this part because we're about to bless all of our leaders, man. If you're, if all of our leaders that are listening, if you're a leader, um, number one, I, I want to just zoom out a little bit. Leadership starts with how you lead yourself first. If you're not willing to lead yourself, why would anyone else follow you? If you're not if you're not willing to follow you, why would I, why, why would why would anyone follow you, right? And 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 I think that leadership, passionate leaders, all begins internally, dude. I love I love that you you pull this into this vein of conversation, man. I agree. Number one, passion begins with authenticity, with a personal commitment from the inside out. I think a lot of times, bro, a lot of times we're we're fair weather fans, right? We're bandwagon fans. We're man. We're all for the Bulls. We're all for the Raiders when they're crushing it. We're all, dude, the 90s Cowboys, right? Like we're all, like the two, the early 2000s, I'm a Lakers fan, bro. Thus, right, I don't know if you can tell, but like I'm rocking prime, but it's gold and purple a little bit. Like there's some purple and gold <laughs> in my in my motif, right? I'm, low key, I'm, yeah, low, low key. key. All day, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan, right? Um, but I don't want, I, I, to, to me, it's kind of annoying when people are like, man, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with it when it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, dude, like passion, passion isn't always just the most glamorous, the most like just super like cinematic, uh, this, this bill of goods that we get sold that it's like just awesome and just right. It's pa passion begins with an inward commitment first. Right. Like, dude, think about it. Right. Like, so let's connect it to the gospel and let's connect it to scripture and let's connect it to the most passionate leader we know, Jesus Christ right? The, the, the week or the, the, the chain of events in his life that were the most disappointing, that there were most anticlimactic based off who people expected him to be like, right. He's this Messiah. He was, he's supposed to come and change the game for all of us. Right. Which by the way, he did, but watch this, that, 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 that sequence of events that we could look at through our eyes and our measure of success and passion where he gets arrested, he's like letting his crew down, not living up to the expectations. That whole sequence of events is called the passion of the Christ. Why? Because it was an internal commitment. It was an internal drive. It began with, he said it this way, and I think it was like John, John 16, he said, for this cause, 
I came. I'm here. The cause isn't the prettiest. The job isn't the best. The circumstances aren't the most optimal. The situation isn't isn't everything I want it to be. But you know what? I'm here. And because I'm here, we're going to be passionate. Right? There's got to be an authenticity. There's got to be an authenticity to who you are that will be seen in how you do what you do. And people will look at you and say, man, it's, man that dude has passion because it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's real. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Because authenticity, uh, as uh, when we look at it as part of passion, it, be- it it brings us to the next piece, which is if you're, it's authentic, it starts here, then Jesus was... I mean, he was seen as passionate, a passionate leader, um, because then it, it was it was believable. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely, like the people that that followed him, they believed it. Why? Because it was true. It was authentic. What they didn't, it wasn't like he was one way, uh, you know, with the with the disciples and another way with the crowd. Is his passion was authentic, which made it so believable. Dude. Believability is huge Major. when it comes to passion. Major. No one wants to be around a freaking faker. Posers. Yeah. Like, hey, fake, what's up? Like, no one wants to be around fake. They want to be around someone who's believable, that they are authentic. And I think that's a huge piece to passion. We don't just need hype, although hype isn't bad. We we need to have this, this facet of authenticity and believability. And, and I think that's another piece because it, it connects to our energy. Energy should be part of our passion, not loud and crazy, but there should be an energy, a force, a push behind what we do. Absolutely. But what we say it this way at Prime Culture, right? Like hype is good. We like the hype. We like to party. We one part of our part of our our uh, servant leader values is we celebrate constantly, man. You come to a Prime Culture meeting, a meetup, a circle, a pop up, a culture night. It's going to be loud. It's going to be passionate. It's there's going to be hype, and we're not saying hype is a bad thing. But what we want is that hype to be real because it's founded in the heart. And what we say is we say we say heart over hype. We want, we want, we want the heart, right? And so I think, man, um, <clears throat> I love, I love the idea of believability, authenticity, right? And dude, I can't help but just keep connecting it back to Jesus, right? Like, you, you want to know why I believe Jesus? Because he finished. He's not a poser, man. He finished. He he saw it all the way through, right? And there's something special about about becoming a leader who I can trust. That's believability, man. I can trust you because you're not you're not coming at me with with concepts and theory. You're coming at me with a testimony, man. You're coming at me with a, with a track record. You're coming at me with like a real resume, bro. Not just I. Oh, hey, I I could do this if you hired me, right? Like Mark, I'm sure you've 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 gone through like a the process of hiring people. Like, dude, like. I love people with education. Don't get me wrong. Education is key. Keep grinding, baby boy, baby girl. Get that paper. Get that degree, right? Because at the very least, it can show people who are going to be hiring you in the marketplace that you can finish what you started, right? But when I was in corporate America, man, and I was I was hiring guys out of out of college, man, and we, we used to call them we used to call them paper tigers, right? Because on paper. Yo, on paper, they were monsters, but it was just all theory because they'd never done anything. They'd never been a part of something, right? And I'd rather I'd rather hire someone who has done than someone who knows, right? Because like you can know all day. And if you don't know, I can teach you what you need to know, but I can't teach you to do. You see what I'm saying? And so like, Pat, to me, passion is seen in your doing. 
Like, now, okay, okay, this is what it's going to take. All right, word, I'm here. This is who I am. You can believe it because I'm doing it, because I'm committed to it, because I'm showing up, because I'm walking it like I'm talking it. T.I. said it this way. He said, hey, say what you mean, mean what you say, and walk the talk while standing on your word, right? And there's just something about doing it, man. Like, I'd rather have doers on my team than, than, than people who overthink it. Like, don't just tell me what you know, man. Show me. Show me what you're doing, right? Yeah, if you're if you're passionate, if you're a passionate person, one way that you're gonna see that you're passionate is in your preparation. Oof. You know, like it's it's Say easy that. it's easiest for me to look at to look at people in sports. It's uh, people that have accomplished great things in music or in business. Preparation really is everything. It starts there. That's where you show your passion. You say, "Well, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in. Use me. I'm ready to do something." Well. The problem is, is if you jump in and start doing something and you haven't prepared to do it, the weight of what you're supposed to do will crush you because you have not prepared for the moment. The moment, the moment might be there right now, but truth is, if you jumped in and you weren't prepared, it will crush you. So if you're passionate about something, you've got to start preparing. Preparation will drive your believability and your authenticity. Because if, watch, let's just say this, right? Let's say you're at Chipotle getting lunch and you're working at this kind of throwaway job that you hate, you're complaining about it, but you're there. But you've prepared your future. You, another word for preparation is like, I've thought it through. I've, I've, been casting vision to myself, right? Like, and listen, sometimes vision casting can be an audience of one, maybe two, you and the Holy Ghost, you and you and your walls, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and watch, have, have you prepared enough that you can talk about it, that it just oozes out of you? Let's just say, yeah. let's just say you ran into a guy at Starbucks and he just said, or at Chipotle, right? And he said, Hey man, talk to me a little bit about your vision. Like, are, are you prepared enough to actually convince somebody about your vision? That's how you get customers. That's how you get contracts. That's how you get opportunities. That's how you get investors, man. That's how you get venture capitalists, people who will seed fund you uh, because they're convinced by, by the story you're telling, by the preparation of you being ready to tell it. I remember growing up, man, um, when I was, when I was in my, in my late, mid to late twenties and I was still in corporate America. And I remember, I remember going to like a, like a professional development thing where they did this thing where they teach you the elevator pitch right? Like, I don't know if you've ever done that, Mark, right? But like the elevator pitch is if I get caught in the elevator at, at my, at my, at my company's building with the CEO or with a gatekeeper, a decision maker, can I pitch the idea? Can I pitch my dream? Can I pitch the vision between the time he gets in the elevator or she gets in the elevator and she gets off the elevator? Usually 40 seconds, 22 seconds, maybe, you know, a little, a little bit under a minute, but are you prepared when that moment meets your life? to be able to talk about it. Because I'll tell you what, if it's not in your mouth, it's not in your heart. That's the bottom line. And it will not, it will not be authentic, believable, or even ready to be talked about if you haven't already been churning it in your heart. If it's not from the abundance of the heart, your mouth is going to speak, right? And so I, I think you've got, you've got to prepare. Yeah, because preparation, what it does is, uh, is it then begins to breed this internal conviction, you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's what passion looks to me like. If you if you are passionate, that means that you've been preparing. But preparation, you become convinced. I don't remember the guy's name who founded Instagram. Okay, um, I remember the guy that he was living with as the incubator for the idea. 
right? The guy's name was Chris Dixon. He's a venture capitalist. He's a, he's a Silicon Valley venture capitalist. And so the, gosh, I wish I remember the guy's name who started Instagram. Anyway, he let him come live in his house, funded him, was giving him like, I think started, started him off with like a five to $7 million runway. The guy blew, the guy blew through it like in six months. Right. And so he's at home playing video games that uh, Chris Dixon tells the story. He's at home playing video games. And he said, I remember some of my partners asking me, dude, like, why, why do you keep giving this guy money? Why do you keep funding this guy? And he said, because every time I talk to him, I walk away convinced of the inevitability of his success. Oh my gosh. That's heavy. I walk away con- I walk away convinced of the inevitability of his success. Like can you can you do you have the confidence based off of preparation, not off of hype, not off of pipe dreams because I'll tell you what man, I'm not necessarily a venture capitalist. Mark might be. I'm not, right? But like I I promise you I can cut through someone who's just just blowing smoke, finessing me, right? Versus when it's heartfelt. Like you can you can tell that like you see what I'm saying? Um, and so like, do you have, do you have the confidence because it's been something that's just been churning and percolating in your heart, in your thinking, in your preparation, it dude, in the, in the, in the content you consume, in the way you use your disposable time, in the way you just, the conversations you have with people around you, like, can, can I, can I, if, if I could just spy on your conversations, like with your friends, with your close, with your the people closest to you, even that, even that investment of time, Right, the, the the way you prepare via your relationships. Pastor Mark says this all the time. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Show me the five people closest to you, and I'm going to show you what your life is going to look like five years from now. Right? Like we don't even have to have a conversation. I just have to look at your who you're following on Instagram, where your likes are. Yeah. And by the way, did you know that like people who follow you can see what you're liking and see what you're looking at? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm saying seriously. Right? What does your life say about you? What do your finger your your thumbprints say? about you your fingerprints say about your yeah. preparation what's what's key you know what's what's key man I, I just think that I think that confidence I love that you brought that brought that up mark that passion is seen in confidence that's why we love the leaders we love that's why we love the personalities we love right a lot of times man it's not even that they're that they're they're spitting this incredible like just death def- like life defining and earth-shattering understanding we love their confidence you know, we love, we love that. We love their confidence. I love pastor Charles. Why? Cause every time he stands in front of our church, he just plants his feet and he just confidently delivers what he prepared to deliver his whole life, man. I love that about him and I admire him and he may not be the most loud. He may not be like the most animated, but I'll tell you what, I walk away convinced when that man speaks into my life because of his confidence, his believability, his preparation and his authenticity. You know, we, we started this conversation um, asking, is it possible to be in a job you hate, the worst job and still be passionate and, and really be passionate and still do it with excellence. And I want to, I want to kind of like flip this. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Ooh, you know what I mean? Let's talk about excellence. it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. This is, this is uh-huh. one of the, um, the biggest lessons that, that I received from, from our church, um, 16 years ago wow. when I was here for master's commission, it's something that I've taken with me in my life and ministry and family. And it's something that Pastor Rochelle would always say. 
and it's the de- her definition, the definition of excellence is doing the best wow. we can with what we have where we're at. Are you committed to do your best, right? Because watch, there's, there's, here's the equation for excellence based off of, based off of the, uh, the, the, based off of the input that you just gave me. Here's the data you gave me. My best, what I have. My best, what I have. In every equation, there's going to be a constant and there's going to be a variable. Then there's going to be the outcome, right? The variable will always be what I have. That will always change. What I have will always vary. But what should always be a constant is me doing my best. Because if my best is defined off of a variable, then I'm not who I think I am. I'm a mm. fraud. I'm not who I say I am. Hear me. Like, like, and okay, I love you enough to say this, fam, for real, okay? And I wish someone had told me this when I was 25 years old, when I needed the, I, when I needed the stars to align. Here we go. I'm about to sell you some stars, right? Like when I needed the stars to align, when I needed the environment to be perfect, when I needed all of the elements to be just right so I could be at my best, right? If I, if I depend on external stimulus and external elements to do my very best, then I have mistaken who I am. I'm not who I think I am if everything around me needs to be perfect. But if I can find a way to bring the best of me, regardless of what's going on around me, then maybe just maybe there's believability and there's authenticity who I believe I am. And I cannot control what goes on around me, but I can always control. Number two, let me go further to say this. I will always have a responsibility what happens in me and through me. I can't control the external circumstances, but I always have the responsibility to do my very best. Listen, if you're listening, as you're listening to this, I want you to write this down. This is part This is part of our core at our church that we pursue excellence. And uh, Mark, to, to, to me, doing the best with what you have can be seen in Ecclesiastes 9.10. Whatever your hand finds to do, right? There's that, that sense of variability. My hands and finding to do. The to do changes. My hand doesn't. Watch this. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your strength. Do it with all your might. And the the old Aramaic there would have said it, do it with all of your energy, all of your effort, and all of your creativity. Go all in. So look, if if you're working at Subway with your AirPods on listening to this right now, you better be the best sandwich artist that there ever was. Why? Because it's always worth being your best. You know what I'm saying? Like for like if you're serving, if you, like when we get to come back to church, right? Like like hopefully hope, like in Jesus name, like like June, right? Yeah. Like you don't look you don't look at stuff like, "Oh man, I'm just a greeter. Oh man, I'm just a sound guy. Oh man, I'm just no, nah, sir. dude. I'm the best at this, bro. And wherever I'm at, yo, you're going to see excellence cuz I'm going to give it my best. And I'm going to get I'm going to get the shine. I'm going to get the shine why? Because I can't people cannot deny the very best yo that is the best usher i've ever seen in my life who is that dude yes sir who is that guy who is like you, you see what i'm saying like 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 dude okay now you got you got me like in a flow right but like like the 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 people we the people that got jesus's attention they weren't the only ones that were going through they weren't the only ones that were sick they were the ones that were willing to say how can i best pursue the master and grab his attention by using everything they had blind bartimaeus on the road to jericho he was blind but you know what he didn't cry about being blind he used what he had he had a voice and he had an ear and the scripture says he heard that jesus was coming and he shouted man 
maybe just maybe the breakthrough is not on what you don't have. It's about doing everything you can do and the best you can do with what you do have, right? The woman with the issue of blood, man, she just pressed through. She said, man, my best is to crawl and touch the bottom of his garment. That's the best I can do. That's the, that's the best I can offer. Well, guess what? We know her. We know who she is because she gave her best. The little old lady with the two mites out gave the Pharisees who were giving racks on racks on racks. Why? Because she gave her very best, man. There's just something about doing the best you can because it's who you are. The response is the best you can do. Come on, bro. Come on. You can do. And and I, th- I, I really think one of the ways we get all jacked up is we measure the best we can do with the best somebody else can do. Say that again. And so, and so if I don't do it as good, the best I can do isn't as is as good or isn't uh, doesn't look as nice or isn't as profitable or isn't this isn't that then maybe uh, and then we find where our passion is at because passion should push you through barriers right come on the, this is with conviction authenticity and believability conviction this is this is it right and so we we oftentimes we measure what we can do with what somebody else can do I got news for you. I cannot do what Pastor Jared does. I can't. Wish I could. It'd be neat. But I can do what I can do. And what God has placed in me, I can do something with that. So the best I can do with what I have, he's given me something. I have it that will match up and work well with what I can do. Absolutely. He gave you the perfect match for you to be effective in your life. That's good, Mark. For it to work for your family. That's good, For it Mark. to work for your kids. For it to work for your business. So stop looking at everyone else. What can you do? What do you have? Put those two things together. Man, and watch what God can do where you're at. A long time ago, someone taught me this. Hey, Cruz. Because I was that guy, right? Even like before I was a pastor, I was like, I was the guy looking for the next big job. I was looking, I was looking for, for I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to climb the ladder. You know what I mean? And I remember one of my, one of my VPs, my boss at the time. And uh, he told me, Hey Cruz, Hey, you don't need to pursue more certifications. You don't need to pursue advancement. What you need to do is you need to figure out who you are. And then he said this, because no matter where you go, that's where you are. No matter where you go, that's where you are. And I think I think there's just something special about coming to the determination like, well, here's where I am. And regardless of where I am, here's what you get when you get me. A guy named Peter Thiel, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. He, uh, he founded little things like PayPal. You know, <laughs> small business, no, no big deal. They're doing uh, all right. Was one of was one of the first seed funders of Facebook. You know, you might have heard of that. Um, and uh, he wrote an incredible book, book, an incredible book called From Zero to One and just drastically changing everything around you. And he said one of the worst ways, one of the worst ways to try to go from zero to one is to try to chase chasing the peaks of success. He said, he said, there is, there is no peak. You will never arrive and you're constantly caught in comparison. And this is a guy who's not even, not necessarily a believer. At least he's not out as a believer, right? But he said, you'll always get caught in the cycles of comparison and competition. Typically that, that's, that is what most industry do, industry does. That's what drives capitalism sometimes is comparison and, uh, 
competition, right? And he said, but the most powerful way that you can go from zero to one to change the game in your life is creativity. What can we do with what we have here? And he said that he, he attributes so much of his success to rather than wasting energy in trying to, uh, trying to compete, arriving at this peak faster than the other guy, right? Because you, you, he, what he said now I'm in, in the flow of it. I'm kind of remembering it. He said, he said, you 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 deal with a, with a finite resource. You're always limited by the guy next to you. And at the end of the day, you're running his race at his pace and you never have real creativity. But the real freeing thing, the thing that will take you from zero to one is true creativity with who you are. And man, if that doesn't sound like really coming to terms and taking ownership of who you are, right? So excellent. Doing the best you can with what you have, where you are. My goodness, that's creativity. And he said, when we went, when we changed the game, we didn't try to run at someone else's pace or run in someone else's space. We just said, okay, what can we do? And stuff like PayPal was born. It's incredible, man. And he said, creativity is an infinite resource, right? Bishop T.D. Jakes said this, right? Here's a second brilliant man. Bishop T.D. Jakes, at some point in the, on the podcast, you're probably always going to hear a, a, a Pastor Charles Neiman quote and a Bishop T.D. Jakes quote, right? Like, <laughs> Might um, as well. Hey, we're doing okay today, though. We're, we're quoting Peter Thiel. Um, <clears throat> but Bishop T.D. Jake said, look, excellence is not getting the, the perfect hand dealt to you. It's how you play it. And he, he'll say this. He said this. And Mark, you've probably heard him say it, right? He's like, I've met people who can take the hand you were dealt that you're crying and complaining about, and they'll win with it. Because it's not about the hand that you were dealt. It's how you play that hand. And the truth is, man, to, to, to me, the opposite of excellence is indifference and, and apathy. It's complaining. To me, that, 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 to me, that is the juxtaposition of excellence, complaining about shit. Man, shut up. Sorry. Can I say that? I, I think we should air that, right? But it's like, stop, man. Use, 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 use all the, the energy that you're seeing and complaining. Use it to create, man. Do the best with what you have right now, here, today. Everything your hand finds to do, everything your hand finds to do, do with all your might. And all of your might, let's go, let's go back to passion. All of your might in, includes, I believe in this. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. I'm authentic. I'm unbelievable, I'm prepared, and I'm confident, man. You know, it goes hand in hand. Passion and excellence are, they may, they may not be identical twins, but they're fraternal twins for sure. Yeah. No matter where you're living today, uh, whether you're in, you're in college, you are, you have a family, you're married, you're dating, you're in the dream job, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a job you wish you never, you never would have accepted. No matter where you're at today, uh, number one, understand that God's got you. He's got it. Your response needs to be, I may not be where I want to be, but there's something that God has for me right yeah. now. There's something, there's something that I can take out of this season. There's a powerful moment happening here where I can be passionate and I can also do the best that I can do with what I have. Come on, Mark. Where I'm, where I'm at. Not where you want to be. Not where you used to be. Maybe you came from a good situation a year ago, six months ago, a week ago. You might not be where you were, but where you are right now, you can still be excellent and full of passion. Does that mean that you're jumping up and down, crying in joy? That's not what passion is. Passion can be our feeling, but I think it's a determined choice of will. That's great. I'm going to be authentic. I am going to be convicted. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to be ready for the moment when the moment comes. I'm going to do the best that I can do with what I have in my hands, where I'm at, even if I'm in a cave, even if I'm in a prison, even if I'm in a dead-end job, 
God can, in a moment, turn this thing around and give me that sudden good break that says, you know what? I'm ready for the good break because I've been prepared. I'm ready for a good break because I've been doing the best I can do. I know I've been in a bad place. I'm in a bad job, a bad relationship, but I'm do, I've been preparing for this moment. I'm authentic. I'm believable. This is real. And I have all my energy pointed in the right direction. No one can take that from you. When your head hits the pillow at, at night, at the end of the day, you can rest well. You can rest well saying, I did the best I knew how I could, what I did the best with what I had. And no one, nobody can take that from you. Not now, not ever, not a voice of regret, not a voice of criticism, not a voice of haterism. No one can take away from you the internal satisfaction and the internal peace that I did the best I could. So my question to you as we wrap this up is what do we get when we get you? Not, not the gift, not just being able to do it within a certain system, a certain construct, a certain framework in the right environment with the right variables. No, no, what do we get when we get you? I'm not worried about your gift because the gift, truth be told, is a dime a dozen. We can find other people who can do what you can do, but we can't find you. What do we get when we get you? Proverbs says that that your gift makes room for you and brings you before good men. The, the gift brings you to the room. You walk in the room. What do we get when we get you? I hope we get passion and excellence because that's the game changer. That's the difference maker. That's what gets you seen. That's what gets you promoted. That's what gets your, your name in the right mouth. You want to be the person who people say, man, we need that person. We need that girl. We need that guy. We want them on the team. We want them on this project. We want them in on, on, on this level. We need them. What do we get when we get you? I hope it's passion and I hope it's excellence. That, my friend, is the takeaway of the day. You just listened to the Prime Culture Podcast. Go ahead and give yourself a self-high five. You did it. You hung out with us. We're going to be people of passion, people of excellence. I'm telling you, if you are not following us on Instagram, get your life right and follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell somebody. Come on, if you rock with us, why don't you go ahead and share this thing? Let people know. I hope you had a great time today. Inspired. I hope you was challenged today to get passionate to pursue excellence in every area and stage of your life. Hey, next Friday, we have Culture Night live on YouTube. So tell everybody you know, invite them virtually, not to your home, but invite them to watch the best that you can. We're excited about what God's going to do. Pastor Cruz, anything you want to tell the people, the prime people, before we head out. Hey, listen, we love you. We believe in you. Hear me. Hear me. We love you and we believe in you. We believe that you're called to passion, to excellence, to purpose, to destiny, and it can start today, right now. Don't lose this moment. You can do your best. We need you. Hey, Prime Day is Friday. So next week, we've got some more fresh content coming your way. But in the meantime, why don't you go ahead and just be the culture? <laughs>